Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. Beautiful woman, so, and I appreciate it. Um, We are really glad that you decided to come today in the house or join us online. We do not consider it... um, or we do consider it such a privilege to be able to share the good news with you and to do life with you. You know, even uh, talking about the subject that I'm talking about today, uh, there's a little part of me that I thought, oh, I don't have any jokes. (laughs) And it it might not make you laugh, but that's kind of how life can be, right? Is that there's not always seasons of laughter and joy. Sometimes you have to do some hard work if you want to mature, right? Sometimes you have to do some hard things if you want your relationships to grow. Sometimes you have to do the the necessary tasks that even God asks for us to be closer to Him and therefore closer to each other. And so today we are continuing our series on the experience and uh, my topic is forgiveness. But before we jump into that, because like I said, it has a little bit more of like a, a weightiness to it, I first want to encourage you to make sure you come Saturday to I Love My City. It is a wonderful opportunity for you and your whole family to serve and to give back to our community. And also, um, how many guys, I don't know if they mentioned this in uh, the announcements, but how many guys are doing the MMA challenge? I'm really proud of you, and I think that's awesome. But (laughs) I would like to inform all the ladies in the house that they're not the only ones that are going to have some fun being challenged in this next season. How many ladies would like a nice challenge? Because I, okay. Okay, I'm talking to the right people, that's good. Because, listen, I am just as competitive as my husband. I might not be able to do 100 push-ups, but we're gonna figure some things out that we can do. We're gonna be challenged, we're gonna grow in our faith, we're gonna grow in who we are as individuals, and I am really excited. We've already had our first creative meeting, figuring out what the calendar's gonna look like, so coming to an Instagram near you, You will have all the details soon and very soon. Sound good, ladies? All right. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your presence that's so wonderful and so fulfilling and so life-changing. And I thank you, Lord, that your presence is here today. Holy Spirit, I ask you to use this time to search our hearts, to, to... challenge us to change us to go deep and do an inner work that only you can do and through that you bring healing through that you bring deliverance through that you bring life change and that's what we want today to become more like you in every way in Jesus name and everyone said amen so forgiveness The moment I say that is my topic, I could imagine there are some people in this place that you've already decided, or people watching online, you've already decided, I'm good. Anyone? 
The moment you heard that that was what we were going to be talking about, you are like already racking your brain thinking like, oh, why isn't so-and-so here? I'll take really good notes so that I can pass them along because they really need to hear this because I am a mature believer and I've forgiven everyone I need to forgive. Anyone a little guilty? Because you know what, even when I was studying this, I thought, I've taught this before, I need fresh revelation. I've taught this before, I don't wanna go back to my old notes, I need a different take on it, a different spin on it, because everyone's heard this so many times, they're gonna tune me out. But what I kept coming back to is, it's pretty straightforward in the Bible what God has to say about forgiveness. And you really can't get away from the same verses over and over that he uses to keep reminding us how important forgiveness is and to keep reminding us that it's a continual process and keep reminding us that it is so important for the life of the believer for you to be able to live in true freedom. One of my life verses is John 10, 10. I'm never getting a tattoo, but if I did, that might be what it was in like really pretty script, you know, okay, I'm not gonna do it. But John 10, 10 tells us that there is a life that God has destined for us as believers. What does it tell us? It's full of abundance and joy and peace all of the things that he wants for us, but can I tell you the very thing that will keep you from that is unforgiveness. And Jesus knew that he had to come at it from every angle possible. In the gospels, over and over, he talks to the disciples explaining how critical forgiveness is. We talked last week, well, and the week before, about the cross so beautiful about the great love that God had for us, that Jesus would give his life for us so we could be forgiven. It's a pretty central topic in all of the Bible. But the moment we start talking about forgiveness, I understand that in a room like this, the, the, the vibe, if you will, shifts a little bit because instantly we're faced with the reality of having to dig a little bit deeper hopefully you're asking the holy spirit holy spirit today to allow you to see if there's anything in you that you need to forgive if there's anyone that you need to extend forgiveness towards. You know, Watchman Nee said, unforgiveness in the heart of a believer is the single biggest open door to the devil. The single biggest open door to the devil. And Psalm 51, six says, behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. That is David in a moment of repentance to God. Recognizing that there are secret places that are very easy to hide. There are secret places that are not so 
comfortable revisiting, going back to, and acknowledging the truth of where you actually are. Has anyone ever been hurt? I have. Have you ever hurt someone? I have. The very fact that we need forgiveness should actually show us our responsibility to extend forgiveness. See, in order for us to get to that abundant life that God has for us, in order for us to get to the place we know God has called us to, we have to be truthful about where we currently are. Not in denial, not turning a blind eye, letting the Holy Spirit reveal it to us. So I challenge you today, go on this journey with me. It's a journey backwards, but with the destination forwards in freedom and liberty and healing today. Amen. So as you're asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, it is challenging. It's hard. It's heavy. It is not a lighthearted issue for me to ask you, who hurt you? Who betrayed you? Who lied to you? Who abandoned you? Who is it that mistreated you? It hurts to go backwards and look at those things. You know, I'm immediately aware and taken back to second grade. I had a teacher in the formidable years of a young person's life, when you're really trying to figure out how the world works, when you're trying to figure out how you, uh, you're, you're developing your personality and how you're gonna relate with others. And in a classroom full of all of my friends, all of my peers, at the top of her voice, and with a face full of anger, she screamed, Amy, you talk so loud. It doesn't seem like that devastating, but to my little second grade emotional well-being, I told myself, oh, that means you never speak up. That means there's a part of who you are that's misunderstood. Therefore, to ensure that you will never evoke that kind of response again, you stay quiet. You keep your voice down. You don't be a leader. You don't laugh loud. Don't be bold. The next thing I go to in this journey of making sure that I'm examining my heart and looking at those hard areas making sure I have forgiveness is I think of the very first time that my stepdad at nine years old looked at me from across the room and made me feel uncomfortable. And then it takes me to the first time he came in my room at night and I knew it wasn't just to tuck me in and say our bedtime prayers. It's uncomfortable. 
But forgiveness has nothing to do with those who have hurt you. It has to do with the freedom and healing God wants for you. So like I said, trust me. I understand this is not a lighthearted issue. I understand this is not a feel-good sermon. But I also want you to trust me that I know the freedom on the other side of choosing forgiveness. There's power that potentially is missing from your life because that is not the decision you have made towards those who have hurt you. The big things and the little things that eat away at us. Ephesians 4.31 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. And you know this verse. You know what it is. It's the Lord's Prayer. It's how Jesus teaches his disciples to pray. And you might even be able to quote it. You might have it on a little laminated card on your mirror as you're getting ready. But listen to it in the Living Bible translation. Matthew 6 9 through 13, it says, Pray along these lines. Our Father in heaven, we honor your holy name. We ask that your kingdom will come now. May your will be done here on earth, just as it is in heaven. Give us our food again today as usual, and forgive us our sins, just as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Don't bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. If you focus on verse 12 and verse 13, it's literally saying, forgive us in the same way we forgive others. Uh Uh-oh. I bet you skipped past that in the other versions that you have memorized. It's literally saying that you are praying, God, Forgive me the exact same way that I forgive my stepdad. Extend to me forgiveness in the exact same way that I extend it to those I work with or those that frustrate me. The timer says 26 seconds. Hoping that's not right. (laughs) Because you want to hear more, right? Okay. So... Forgive me in the same way that I choose to forgive others. But then listen to this. It keeps going. Verse 14 and 15, you don't have this part memorized because prior to this it says amen and then we don't maybe focus so much on this. But verse 14 and 15 says, your heavenly father will forgive you if, everyone say if, you forgive those who sin against you. But, everyone say if, you refuse to forgive them, he will not forgive you. 
That does not seem fair, does it? But God, don't you know what they did to me? God, don't you know how bad that hurt? I don't agree with what you're saying in this verse. That's not fair. For you to say you're not going to forgive me and I didn't do anything to deserve that. But God is not saying that it's about your standards. He's saying it's about his standards of forgiveness. Jesus is explaining the details of how our relationship with God can flourish and thrive and how we can walk in true forgiveness of everything that we have done to our perfect heavenly father. It is contingent on if you forgive those around you. And that's a heavy weight. If you see it as something that God is enforcing on you, rather than trusting the fact that everything God asks of you has your best interest in mind, has your healing in mind, has your freedom in mind. Do you know it gets a whole lot easier to serve God? It gets a whole lot easier to obey him when we finally trust his plan, when we finally trust that he wants only good for us. He's not requiring something of us. He's legitimately trying to make sure that we have the best possible experience in this life so that we can be the salt and the light that he's called us to be. He doesn't want us to live in darkness. In fact, he is pleading that we don't stay in darkness because he needs us to be that light to those around, to those who need the gospel, to those who need a glimpse of who Jesus is. But the enemy keeps us bound by unforgiveness, and it darkens who we are. It cuts us off from fellowship with God. You cannot have a healthy relationship with your heavenly father if you do not choose to walk in forgiveness. Likewise, you cannot have functional, healthy relationships with those around you whether they're the person that hurt you or whether it's someone in your past, but if you are still connected to that unforgiveness of that offense, of that, that wrong that was done to you, you are dragging it into every relationship. You are filter, filtering your love, your acceptance. Everything, every part of who you are is now filtered through that unforgiveness and ruining potential beautiful, thriving relationships. You know, I've come to find out that the longer you live, the more people you have to forgive. The deeper the relationship and the longer you're with someone, the more you have to forgive that person. And actually, the more you allow yourself to love, and the deeper you allow that relationship to penetrate who you are as in your heart and as a individual, the deeper the wound is. And if we're honest, the harder it is to forgive. Sometimes it's those, you know, 
relationships from your past or maybe loved ones that hurt you or and they almost if you're not careful can almost be like a figure of some sort but then in our current relationships we they become that thing unintentionally and then you've drug this figurehead and all the unforgiveness that you have towards them into what could be a beautiful functioning relationship and then now you've doubled down on the issues that you have and the frustrations that you have and you know the the world calls it being triggered but I would just like to submit to you that it's actually called unforgiveness (laughs) that you should not be triggered by your spouse if you've actually forgiven them you shouldn't be so bothered by their habits or, or, or their comments or their non-comments if you've forgiven them. And the Bible is very clear to us as believers. We can't, it's one thing for unbelievers, and they live in frustrations and darkness, but we're, we're the keepers of the light of God in our life. That almost sounded like a Harry Potter thing. The keepers of the light. I don't think that's in the Bible, but it ministered to my soul just now. But it's up to us as believers to make sure that we forgive quickly. The Bible tells us that regularly. Do you know the longer you choose to dwell on an offense, the deeper the roots go. And the more difficult it is to get past it. And that's why the Bible tells us, be quick to forgive. Keep no record of wrong. Move past it. Get get freedom in your heart from that. Uproot that thing from your life so it doesn't even have a chance to grow into something that will keep you back from the beautiful destiny that God has for you. See, we cannot be forgiven if we do not forgive others. It's God's standard whether we agree or not. Can everyone say amen? Amen. So there's a story in Matthew 18. You're probably familiar with it. It's when the disciples come to Jesus and they ask him, how many times should we forgive someone who sins against us? Someone who hurts us. How many times? And they think they're clever and they say, seven? Seems like a lot. And of course, you know that Jesus says, no, 70 times seven. But then he goes on to tell this story. And he says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. Servant. When he began the accounting, One who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. But because he could not repay his master, I'm sorry, could not repay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and everything that he possessed and payment would be made. So the slave fell on his knees and begged him saying, have patience with me. I will repay you everything. And his master's heart was moved with compassion, and he released him and forgave him, canceling the debt. But that same slave 
went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And he seized him and began choking him, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow slave fell on his knees and begged him earnestly, have patience with me and I will repay you. But he was unwilling and he went and had him thrown in prison until he paid back the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and they went and reported to the master with clarity and in detail everything that had taken place. Then his master called him and said, you wicked and contemptible slave, I forgave all the debt of yours because you begged me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave who owed you little by comparison? As I had mercy on you, And in wrath, his master turned him over to the torturers until he paid all that he owed. My heavenly father will also do the same to every one of you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. In this story, the king represents God. The king represents God in all of his mercy and grace and compassion that forgave a debt that we owed that we could never pay. And the the slave, the one who was forgiven, represents us as believers and what it's like to be given such a great gift to be given so much grace, but then to turn around and require others to pay us back, others to be indebted to us. When I looked up the amount that these two servants, I I just thought it was just kind of a, a really great picture. The first servant owed $52 million. Certainly the king knew when he begged him, he could never pay him back. He could work his whole life and never pay him back. But the second servant only owed $44. What a beautiful illustration and contrast as to what it's like to be given the greatest gift from God but then to demand that someone owe us, to demand that our standards be met, to demand that someone treat us in the way that we say we deserve to be treated. God will not and cannot forgive us if we choose to hold others responsible, if we choose not to extend forgiveness. But I wanna go back and read verse 34 and 35. I think it's very significant in this verse it's in this chapter verse 34 it says and in wrath this is God the king represents God and in wrath his master turned him over to the torturers some versions say jailers until he paid all that he owed verse 35 my heavenly father will also do the same to every one of you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. The the king, the heavenly father, turning the servant over to the jailers, to 
the torturer. I know there are some commentators that explain that this means to evil spirits, to demonic forces. And you might be sitting here going, I don't believe in that. That's not a thing, Pastor Amy. We're redeemed, and the enemy has no right, thus saith the Lord, amen, to each his own. If you don't believe that that's the case, then let me just present to you whatever you are believing in this scenario, I assure you it's not a good scenario. Can, can we agree about that? Because either way, it's explaining that if he is turning him over to the jailers, the nicer versions say jailers, it means he's imprisoned. It means he's captive. It means he is living with no freedom and held back from being everything that he could be, from from being with his family, from being the person he's called to be. However you want to see it, it's a scenario that you don't want to find yourself in. That's what the Bible calls being ensnared by Satan. It's a trap. And unforgiveness is one of those sneaky things that the enemy just gets in, makes you uncomfortable to face it like a day like today, makes you feel like it's too hard, makes you feel like too much time has gone by, and certainly you've already settled it in your heart. And he ensnares you. He keeps you captive. He keeps you held back. He keeps you tortured by your own pain, by your own frustrations. So that's why Jesus over and over emphasizes the importance of forgiveness. One of the definitions of forgiveness is to release. To release. Releasing the one that we feel owes us. Releasing the one that we want to have vengeance on. But also releasing ourselves from the prison of offense, the prison of unforgiveness. Colossians 3, 12 through 14 says, So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even-tempered, Content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. Forgive quickly. I want to talk quickly about what forgiveness isn't. Number one, forgiveness isn't dismissing the wrong done to you. It's not diminishing. It's not reducing it. 
but it's choosing to release it. Because did you know you can forgive and still prosecute? You can forgive and still set healthy boundaries for the future, but you can still make sure that your heart is completely clear before the Lord when it comes to that individual, when it comes to that relationship, when it comes to that hurt that took place. Number two, it isn't denial. Forgiveness isn't denial, just ignoring or pretending it didn't happen. In fact, today I asked you to take a hard look at some of those things that have happened so that you could have truth in the inner part of who you are. So you can acknowledge what it was and move forward without being attached to it. Number three, it isn't a feeling. Can I get an amen? It isn't a feeling. I don't get butterflies and happy thoughts when I think about lots of things in my childhood. But that doesn't mean I'm walking in unforgiveness. I didn't feel like forgiving my stepdad. I didn't feel like forgiving people who have betrayed me or lied about me. But I did what was right, regardless or in spite of my feelings. Because my feelings don't control me. You don't have to let your feelings control you, even in the area of forgiveness. It's not a feeling, and that should set some people free. Number four, it isn't always instant. Sometimes it's a process. Making the decision is how the process starts, and it can start in an instant. But sometimes you have to keep reminding yourself, no, no, no. I forgive. When those thoughts try to come flooding back, no. I'm free from this. It doesn't define me. I won't let it attach itself to me again. I'm not going to be connected to, to the gravity of the situation anymore. It's a process. And it's okay to walk it out with the Holy Spirit. It's a choice in a moment to do what is right. But it may be a process to continually hand it back to Jesus when your flesh wants to take you backwards. Number five, it isn't always easy. It isn't always easy. As a matter of fact, it's probably rarely ever easy. (laughs) But we as believers are anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit to do hard things. In our own strength, we can't. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can forgive. Can I get an amen? Amen. Three things forgiveness is, and then I'm gonna walk you through an illustration that I think is gonna give you some powerful perspective. Forgiveness is about your freedom. Forgiveness is about your healing. And forgiveness is about your obedience to God. So I'm going to have a couple of people come up. Let me see how I can do this. I should have a headset. 
I don't like preaching with a headset. I don't know what to do with my hands. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. So we talked about how forgiveness, if we choose unforgiveness, it holds us captive. It holds us back. It keeps us from what God wants, the liberty, the freedom, the joy, the peace. Maybe you can even analyze it in your own heart. Some of those things might be missing. And today, I'm giving you the reason why. Maybe you have to choose forgiveness. So I'm gonna have So you represent that second grade teacher that really hurt my feelings. It did, it really hurt my feelings. You know what? It made me not wanna be a preacher. So I thought, oh, people don't wanna hear me talk. They don't want to, I certainly don't like raising my voice. So that's what you represent. Hold on to that rope. You, unfortunately, represent my stepdad, mm-hmm. it's a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, years that I had to walk through it, years that I had shame and guilt and hurt. That's what you represent right now, holding on to this rope. Lauren, you represent all the people who betrayed me. The ones who, <laughs> you won't, but the ones who said they would be there for me forever. The ones who should have defended me. The ones who lied about me. The ones who took advantage of me. And they're no longer a part of my life, but in some ways they can be. You represent the leader, this is vulnerable, should have asked you if I could say this. The leader that sat me down and told me that if I kept dating Jeff Smith, I would cause him to miss out on the full call of God on his life. But there were many leaders. I think it represents people who shouldn't have spoken certain things over you or to you, causing you to doubt who you really are causing you to doubt your value. It's not just like my stepdad who did things physically, there's emotional things and trauma and words spoken that should have never been spoken. Hurtful things. So that's what you represent. And you represent me. It took me a lot of years to forgive myself. See, in all the depositions, the lawyers kept asking me, did your stepdad threaten to hurt you if you told anyone? I said, no. Did he threaten to hurt your family if you told anyone? I said, no. They said, well, then why didn't you say anything? I said, because he told me that I would ruin my family. He told me my mom would be a single mom with five kids. He told me that 
their lives would fall apart. And in reality, their lives did. And I fully thought for so many years, why did I say anything? Maybe it wasn't that bad. After all, I, I, I was gonna graduate soon, just keep the secret to myself, just move on, no one has to know, put on a smile, just move on, leave the family intact. But it took me a lot of years to recognize the fact I had to forgive myself. But before any of that forgiveness ever took place in my life, before I ever made the decision to let go or forgive those who had hurt me, and this, trust me, you could put people in positions that may represent devastation way beyond what I'm talking about today. What I did not realize at an early age is how he the heaviness that I was carrying, just just trying trying to be a good Christian, trying to trying to be the person I knew I was called to be, trying to break through in you know prayer, trying to go back to school, trying to believe in myself, trying to not live in depression, trying to not give in to suicidal thoughts, trying to not destroy every relationship around me systematically because of how I felt about myself and the baggage I had been carrying. It's what I was saying is the weight. See, it, 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 it's the trick of the enemy that every time you feel like you get a little bit closer, you get a little further, he yanks you right back. It's that entrapment. It's being enslaved to sin. And that sin is unforgiveness. And today, what the Holy Spirit wants to empower each and every one of you to do is that you take it. You don't have to carry it. It doesn't have to pull you back. It doesn't have to keep you from things. And you take it and you leave it at the foot of the cross. He carries the weight. He takes over. He releases you. And there's power today that's available to each and every person. I truly believe today something miraculous can happen in each life. I believe he wants to heal some people right now. You can have a seat for just a second, but I believe that this is a moment, a defining moment in so many of your lives, maybe every single one of you. As you're asking the Holy Spirit, who is it, God? Who do I need to forgive? What do I need to let go of? What has been holding me back this whole time? I've ignored it. I haven't wanted to look at it. I haven't wanted to be honest, but here's your chance to take it to the cross. And we're gonna listen to a song, I'm just believing the Holy Spirit is just gonna minister all over this place. I've been raised in the perfect surround. 
This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.